Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, it's the Ben and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for rolling with us. Where are the Cowboys after uh, the latest weekend's round of games in terms of power rankings? We'll do that coming up here in 20 minutes. But uh, Michael Lombardi was on with Sean and RJ this morning. Uh, he was really good. He's got a podcast on the radio.com app that you could check out to get your football fill. And there's lots of different things to talk about here. But, you know, going in on him with scheme and personnel and what you're going to pay and all those sorts of things is always good because he's got fiery opinions. And this is clip number two. Uh, while he la- uh, likes Dak quite a bit, I don't think he's ready to pay him. Look, I think Dak's a really good player. I wouldn't pay Dak the kind of money that he wants because I think Zeke Elliott's the team that drives it, right? But for me, you know, I, I think that they've played Miami. they play Washington. they play the Giants. I think we need to pump our brakes a little bit and say, wait a minute, hold on. They haven't played anybody. I mean, that, that's one of the worst secondary. Washington could be the worst secondary in football. Maybe the Giants, maybe Miami. I think that's too. I, I think when you watch the Cowboys, I think Dak has to run. You know, and I think he has to run. He's run the ball 12 times, I think, in four games or 14 times. He's got to run more. They've got to use his feet more because that opens up the defense. He becomes a tougher player to play when he uses his foot movement. He's only run three times in the last two weeks. Yeah, I think the national guys sometimes are a little bit behind just because they're following every team. Uh, You see that time and time again in media, guys that cover every team. It's hard to do a deep dive. I think if you've been watching the Cowboys over the course of this season, thus far, a quarter of the way through the season, that Zeke is no longer the straw that stirs this drink, that it's Dak Prescott. I saw this from Pro Football Reference, uh, that Dak has made bad throws on just 10.2% of his passing attempts. That's great. That's the lowest rate by a qualified quarterback in the NFL this season. It's awesome. He's taken his game to the next level. He worked incredibly hard to do that. He's improved his accuracy. Uh, going into year four, as KT pointed out, that's usually a big year for quarterbacks. Other guys have regressed. He's taken his game to the next level. I no longer think he's the stir, uh, the straw that stirs the drink. I don't worry about paying Dak based on Dak uh, at this point. What I do worry about paying Dak is relative to the pie. I want there to be enough pie to go around to make sure that there's a capable roster around Dak, but I have no more concerns about Dak. Okay, well, I'll get to this other clip in a second, but it, he does contradict himself there because I don't think you pay players based on your scheme. You play, you pay players based on what they are capable of doing because that's the hardest thing is what is the top-end aptitude of the player. Schemes can be changed. And so this idea of he's basically saying, well, I don't think they're running Dak enough, so I'm not going to pay him because it's like that doesn't really make sense. You know, those are things that are easy to change. The thing that's harder to change is the abilities of the player. So if you think the player has the ability, you pay him, and then you fix the things to put him in a position to win. Um, as I'm looking down at this, uh, he I, let's jump to clip number five uh, because he's basically acting like Dak grows on a tree. Listen to this. I mean, you, you know, you found Dak Prescott in the fourth round. You know, look, I pay, I'll pay Dak money. I got no problem paying him money. I don't want to pay him nothing, but I don't want to pay him like the highest paid player in the NFL because the best player on my team is Zeke Elliott. I'm not going to pay him. I don't want to pay him more than that. The best player on the team is Zeke. I can find it. I mean, that's the problem. But the can you find? Said. But can you find him, Mike? It's, you, you know how hard Zeke it is. You, you found 
found Zeke in the fourth. Ryan Finley should be the starting quarterback for the Bengals. They found him in the third. I mean, look at Jarrett Stidham up in New England. Look at Jimmy Garoppolo, second-round pick. I mean, this is what people talk about all the time. Well, you can only find him in the first round, and then we've got a bunch of quarterbacks. Gardner, Gardner McKay Minshew, all of a sudden, he's a, he's a fifth-rounder. He's better than what Blake Bortles ever was. So, I mean, it all comes down to player development and coaching. How are you coaching them? How the player fits the scheme? What are you doing? If you're going to pay your head coach eight, nine, ten million dollars a year, at some point you got to get something out of him. Like, what does he bring to the table that I'm paying you ten million? If you're the most important coach on the staff, why am I paying you eight million and you're standing there spitting? This is so great. So Lombardi hates Jason Garrett. He, he calls does. him the clapper. He yes. talks about him spitting. And here he was answering a, a question about how easy it is to find quarterbacks. <laughs> And he swerved over eight lanes of traffic where Jason Garrett was changing a tire and ran over Garrett. I mean, it was no, he took a shot at Garrett for spitting. Um, there are always going to be outliers. Dak himself is an outlier to find a quarterback in the fourth round, Gardner Minshew in the fifth round, or Tony Romo undrafted. There are, Brady. There's always going to be outliers, but the reality is uh, it's really hard to find quarterbacks. And if you're not picking in the top 10 picks of a draft, it's really, really, really hard to find quarterbacks. And I don't want to be, you know, my whole thing, even when I wasn't convinced about Dak, which is no longer the case, I still was more convinced in Dak and that he could reach that upside than I was that in their ability to go find another quarterback elsewhere. It's too damn hard to find one. Yeah, and uh, the other thing, too, I mean, I know he's just spitting hot fire everywhere. So you think Dak is good, but you're not going to pay him more than a running back? I yeah, mean, that's, what, where I, that's where what, I lost uh, what are we doing Lombardi. Here? Because then you're just basically telling me you don't think much of it. I I thought all of his examples, too, that he threw out there. So Ryan Finley, we're talking about Ryan Finley right now. Right. Ryan Finley can't start there yet. They right. won't let him start, and he might not ever make it. I know Gartner was high on Minshew, but let's just wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. Garoppolo, we'll, we'll see a little bit. He already got paid. Like, right. Garoppolo didn't talk about that way. Garoppolo, a late first, early, I mean, he was an early second round guy. Look at the quarterbacks in the league and where they were found. They quit. Hold Dude, on. They were all all first rounders, aside from Tom Brady, Dak, and Kirk Cousins. And he, everyone else, was taken in the first round. He used Garoppolo as an example of a guy you can get anywhere. They committed huge money to Garoppolo. If you can just get him anywhere, then why did San Francisco commute? Why did he mention Stidham? Stidham is the backup in New England. He, like, he's not no making. He's not making much sense. But Ben, you hit on something that's fun to listen to. Clip number four. Uh, this is just him going in on Jason Garrett. He doesn't know what Garrett does. <laughs> the clapper? <laughs> yes. I, I would like to do a documentary on what does he do. You know, I mean, I sit, sitting there clapping. He spits well. You know, but I mean, I like to know what he influences with the team. I think Chris Richards and Rod Marinelli does a tremendous job coaching defense. I don't know where they are offensively. I've never sit there and wondered. Where is the guru? Where's the rue and the guru for Garrett? I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> did he? Did he say Chris Richardson? He, he said, said Chris, Chris Richard. Richards. Okay. I thought he said so, Richards. I thought there's an yeah. S in there. He's not understanding the pronunciation of Richard, but is, he knows that is, he does a lot more than Garrett. What does rue yeah. and guru mean? I don't know. Yeah. Is he just saying he's goo? I think he's <laughs> just not he's a saying? huge fan. Uh, clearly, he's not a big fan of Jason Garrett's, but. You know, he's a he's a guy who has a lot of skins on the wall. He's he's very respected. I mean, hell, he's been a general manager in the NFL. So he knows what he's talking about. Although I feel like in this situation, like, yeah, you want me to come on in Dallas? I'll come on. I'll spit hard fire all over the place. I know how media works. You want me to come on and tell you Garrett's a clapper and a spitter? Yeah, 
I'm not, you know, haven't been following the team as closely as some of the other years. But yeah, I know Zeke's the stir the, you know, the straw that stirs the drink down there, and Zach's not very accurate. Dak's not accurate. Yeah, let me come down there and I'll drive all over Jason Garrett. It's like pretty that's good. Not really what you know. And it was good. I enjoyed well, I it. I thought I was playing a clip. I, I think it's it's uh you know conversational and it's and it's fun and it's a it's a different opinion on in most of these cases, but. I don't think there was a ton of substance behind what he was saying. He was just spitting hot fire everywhere. Okay, here he is, clip number three. Uh, let's not credit scheme for Dak's success. I think a lot of it is the matchups. I mean, look, the first three weeks they were winning one-on-one. That wasn't scheme design that was winning those plays. That was matchup design. I mean, those matchups favored them tremendously, and I think that that's really what was going on. I think sometimes if scheme design is going to happen this week. Can, can they scheme it really well this week against a team that's unpredictable? Are they going to be able to handle help? Cam Fleming's going to need help on protection, whether it's Zazarius Smith or Preston Smith. The Smith brothers are coming off the edges, and you're going to have to protect that. Now, how are you going to handle that? Are you going to have to chip it back? Are you going to keep a tight end? Is Witten going to stay in? That's scheming now. Now we've got to figure out, because you'll lose the game if you don't help Cam Fleming out. You'll lose that game if you don't do that. So you can't force it. can't be a fumble turnover. And that's how the Packers get you. The Packers are creative in the scheme. They're creative with their blitzes. So it's going to come down to that. When you're beating Miami and Washington and you can beat, you can beat Josh Norman at will, you know, those, those are really player plays. They're not scheme plays. Yeah, I mean, he basically is is crushing, uh, you know, Kellen Moore, crushing everybody right now, saying, "Hey, you guys played some college teams," and I, I just think you're discredit, your style pointing those wins so hard. Yes, they're going to have their hands full without Tyron Smith, but the scheme issues that this team had were so much bigger than just, "All right, do we have an extra guy chip to help out our injured, you know, left tackle who's not going to play?" Uh, this offense had become the most predictable offense in North America. Everyone knew what they were doing all the time. You could tell basically what they were going to do based on who was in the huddle. So, you know, there has been an overhaul of sorts here. And to just discredit all of that by saying, no, they just played crap teams, I, I think, again, that's more style than substance there in what he's saying. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, I think I think there's, there's decent points in there, but I think there, it's just way too over the top. And you're right. I mean, I listened to the whole thing this morning. He was very much doing the, hey – uh, let's not, it's you know, the Bill Parcells. Let's not break out the anointing oil for Kellen Moore yet, right? Let's see how. And, and he's saying he's going to get out, coach. This is nothing we do need to realize. This is going on right now with Wonder Boy McVay. <laughs> these guys aren't all right all the time. Guys that have like a lot of early success sometimes think they know it all. And I'm not suggesting that McVay does, I'm not suggesting yeah. that Moore does. But a lot of times we overhype these people and give them too much credit. We've always done it. We've done it in our history of all these things right we always kind of glorify this one hero but it, it ain't like you just show up and you've got it all figured out and you always get it done yeah it, no one resurrected the franchise right like yeah that, that's where you kind of but it's it's it was time for change though absolutely and that's why last week was kind of concerning yeah <laughs> because uh, you or, went right back to it it'll to me it'll be concerning if it's a trend okay like yeah, as, as an outlier like i i don't agree but I can understand some of the logic of going into that particular game and worrying about those set of circumstances. Yeah. But then I think, you know, if you're not hard-headed, you go, well, <laughs> we just uh, we just dropped the uh, metal ball on our toe there. That hurt. Uh, let's make sure and not do that again. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, for those kinds of things to happen in the first half of the season, 
can often be pretty good. Yeah, and I want to be clear about this. I think we all agree, you know, Michael Lombardi's good. Oh, yeah. He's really, really good, really yeah. talented. He, he's yeah. a part of the athletic, and uh, he's part of the Radio.com family. I thought it was a great interview. I just I found myself more entertained than being in agreement. Yeah. But I, I thought it was a good interview. He brought up another really good point, I think, to kind of shine light on what you're saying, Ben, when he was talking about get 32 coaches in a room and watch them disagree on coverages. Mm-hmm. You can be have an incredible acumen, have an incredible resume, and have people disagree with you. It's okay. It's All right. not that big a deal. All right, we're going to get to the NFL power rankings here in a second, but I do want to mention this. With uh, with Kirk Cousins apologize. Who did he apologize to? Thielen? Uh, Thielen, yeah. For sucking? Yep. Uh, it's created uh, – <laughs> people are now uh, repurposing the old Kirk Cousins uh, gender reveal. I'm seeing that all over the place. Did Wait, you ever see that? I don't know if I remember his. So Kirk Cousins, I guess at some point, put out a, a gender reveal like people do when they're going to have a kid. And, yeah. And for him, they set up a bunch of cardboard boxes, and they put a big question mark on it. And they handed him a football that was filled with powder. Okay. And so he had to throw the football and hit – and hit the bo- cardboard boxes, and then the ball would explode when oh, it hit the boxes. God. Well, he almost missed the box. <laughs> He's throwing a football, and it's like a five-yard throw. And he barely, barely hit the edge of the cardboard box, and I just thought that was fantastic. I'm seeing it all over oh, my timeline. Sure. Thanks for rolling with us today. And what we always like to say to you is if you can't listen live on a car stereo or wherever you listen to on our actual radio Take the Ben and Skin Show to work with you and stream us uh, with the Radio.com app. That's always a great way to go. All right, coming up momentarily, we're going to touch base with the G-Bag Nation. Mike Bassick's already in here early. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Bassick is here in the This is the most craziest development in the history of our station. (laughs) See you guys later. I thought it was 140. Wait, what? There's no way we're getting an extra segment out of Bassick. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, I I literally thought it was 142. Dude. (laughs) <laughs> Spittle's about to run down the hall and go, no, he's going to bill us for this. <laughs> Kavanaugh said, you don't get to go home early I if you do wa- this. I was wondering why Jeff, I was like, why is Jeff and Chris not coming in here? All right. And there's two huge clocks in here. Like, you can't yeah. miss what time I, it is. I just asked Skin in his ear, too. I go, is Bassick on for this segment? <laughs> What are you guys talking about? <laughs> you don't care. Get out of here. Yeah, something you guys won't cover in the next All five right. hours. All right, here they come. The G-Bag Nation coming up momentarily, uh, but this is the time of the week that we like to do NFL power rankings. On, and so let's start with the number one ranked team in the NFL. And again, there's lots of different power rankings out there. And you can power rank the power rankings, which could create a wormhole that could cause everyone to disappear. But I like using ESPN because they brag about having more than 80 writers, editors, and TV personalities to help them come up with their power ranking. And so for me, I look at that and I'm like, okay, I hate small sample sizes. I mean, I despise small sample sizes. They don't make sizes. sense. I don't understand what it, we're doing here. How are four people supposed to represent five million people? I'm sorry. It's let's, not a big enough sample size. Let's make huge, massive corporate decisions based on this oh, yeah. hair Yeah, right because here. these seven people, based on their habits, right. and that's why we need as many people in the sample as possible. <laughs> that's why I go to ESPN. And so who do you think of their 80 Writers, editors, TV personalities, all the people they get in to make up their power rankings. Fellas, who do you think is the number one team in the NFL? Okay. Hmm. Uh, I am going to say that I think that the Chiefs leapt past New England because New England barely beat Buffalo. 
All right. And by the way, it, it, when ESPN but, does this, they always say uh, there's always a theme, and their theme this week is what each team needs to do to improve their playoff chances. Okay. So well, with that in mind, it doesn't impact their rankings. Yeah. It's just a little caveat for each one. KT, who are you going to say ESPN has at number one? I'm going to say the Patriots. KT could be on his way back to being our show's football oh, guy right now. It's still Unlikely. skin. Uh, New England is number one. Crap. Their their chances to make the playoffs, according to the Football Power Index, 99.7%. Oh, wow. Don't the, they start the season with that percentage every year based on their division? <laughs> yes. All right. They're like, uh, is Belichick back? Yep, 99.8%. Uh, uh, and then the Chiefs are number two with their chance of making the playoffs at 991 who do you guys feel is the number three team in the ESPN NFL Power Rankings? Um, who's also undefeated? You got the thing, and then that's it. Those are all the undefeated teams. The, oh no, there's one more undefeated the team. Niners. But yeah, but I don't think it's them. Yeah, I think it's going to be the Saints. They had a good bye week. Oh, you think it's going to be the Saints, huh? Yeah. Wow, uh, what a cowboy hater! <laughs> wow. He is a cowboy hater. <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 co-sign that. All right, KT is wrong. Skin is right. It is the Saints. Thank you, dude. Yeah, Skin. <laughs> back on no, no, you didn't. Shut up, Kevin. No, you didn't. You said some other team. Don't talk out of turn. Uh, KT. Can I steal? KT is not the football guy anymore. It's Skin. So talk we'll give that you want, point. Chippy. Skin. I'm just getting ready for hoops. Uh, <laughs> there it is. All right. So you both got that right. Yes, the Saints are number three, three and one. Uh, chances to make the playoffs dip dramatically now to number three at 64.4 percent chance. Uh, their chance to increase their playoff chances, they'll have to wake up their offensive line. They are critical of their offensive line play and say it has to get better. Do you know right? who number four is? I do. do no, you know? I'm asking Kevin. Oh. Um, it's Seattle. Cowboys. Sharp teeth and claws. Give me Seattle. I'm going to say Cowboys. He said Cowboys. I said Seattle. Both of you are idiots. It's the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, Wait, what? The Rams dropped from three to four. Shippy got this one right. Wait. Chances to make the playoffs seventy one point seven percent. Their chances to make the offense uh, or to make the uh, offseason will increase. Their if their chances to breach the postseason will increase if they can fix their freaking offense. Ben, look at KT. He has a question. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Turner, you have your hand up. <laughs> so the team that gave up 55 points Thank you. last home? week. At home? At home. The Tampa Bay. Who's they got a, They jumped. Down. Or, or they would. They jumped down. They're not next. They're, There's they're, 80 experts They're above here, the team that held the Saints to 12 points. I guess the Rams did hold the Saints to 9 points. Dude, it should be Seattle. Seattle should be number four. Get out of here. Jared Goff. Uh, good comeback. Thanks, Jared Goff. <laughs> Jared Goff has six Owned. touchdowns and six interceptions. Uh, the number five team in the NFL. Seattle. Power rankings. Seattle. Cowboys. KT back on the board, the Dallas Cowboys. That's the same poll that had the Rams at four. They dropped from four to five this week. Their chance of making the playoffs, 78.3%. How to increase their playoff chances. The Cowboys season is not just about making the playoffs. It's about doing something in January, either an NFC championship game or a Super Bowl appearance. For the Cowboys to make that step, they must have an attacking offense, which was not the case in their loss to the Saints. The Cowboys were predictable on first down, which was surprising after the first three games. The competition will get more difficult as the year goes on, and Kellen Moore will have to make sure the Cowboys rely on more than Zeke on the road. If the Cowboys don't make the playoffs, then there are sure to be plenty of changes on the coaching staff. That from our buddy Todd Archer. Breaking sports news brought to you by the Radio.com app. 
and Indeed.com. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Yes, indeed. Does this get, does this question your power rankings now, guys, with this up-to-the-minute news? Yep. That the Patriots are placing kicker Steven Goskowski on IR. Oh! Let's get that De Niro guy in there. Does that make them drop in the power rankings? Let's check. Nope. ESPN still has him at number one oh, with a ES- 99.6% chance now to make the playoffs. ESPN bumped him up to a higher level of number yep. one after the kicker news. Yep. Uh, well, they, they thought he was over Hoku. the hill. I bet, they, I bet they took Seattle completely off the board, and I think Cleveland's next. Guys, here we go. We got New England number one, Kansas City two, New Orleans three. The Rams, four. The Cowboys, five. Who do you have at number six? Should be Seattle because they should be four. They might have the Cardinals over Seattle. Body more. Nope. Oh, They've got the too. Green Bay Packers of Green Bay. Oh, How about wow. that? With a 56.3% chance to make the playoffs. So that loss helped them? The way they could increase their playoff chances is to stop getting gashed on the ground. Oh. From Sorry. Dalvin Cook's 75-yard run to Philip Lindsay's two touchdowns to the Eagles putting up more yards on the ground than through the air, the Packers need to find a way to stop the bleeding. They have to stop teams from running on them, but their pass rush is very much for real. I want to make sure I understand this. So the Eagles are not yet there. No appearance. The Eagles on a short week just went to Green Bay and beat the ass, and the Packers are higher than them. Yep. Pretty good. According list. to 80 people. Which 80? Uh, guys, who do you think is number seven? <laughs> some, of, some of Mort's interns. <laughs> I think uh, I think they stopped at six. Um, <laughs> Skin, this is your chance. Yeah, this is I'm your gonna chance. I'm going to say Seattle, man. Yes, Skin, nails it. Right. Told you. Uh, Told yes. you for three straight picks. Now, their <laughs> chances to make the playoffs drop dramatically down to 31.7%. They dropped after their win? Well, they're no, they're at 31.7. I'm saying from Green Bay at 56.3. So oh. they've got them, but they just okay. they've okay. got them at uh, 7 in the power hey. rankings, but only at 31.7%. Hold on. Let me just stop this stupid poll for a second. I want everybody to understand. <laughs> Green Bay is in a division with Detroit, with Minnesota, and with Chicago. It's, record-wise, it's the toughest division in football. And I think even if we just sit here and have a uh, reasonable conversation, it's the toughest division in football. So Green Bay is going to have a substantially tougher schedule than Seattle just based on division play. What is that computer doing over there? Mm -hmm. And those 80 people that are inputting data into that computer. Does anybody really think that it's easier to emerge from that division than it is Seattle's? No, I think it's more difficult. It's not even close. They don't get a couple Arizona Cardinals games on their schedule. And I'm not even sure. I know San Francisco's undefeated, but, dude, they have San Francisco below Seattle in their power rankings. Right. San Francisco is eighth. I'll go ahead and end the suspense. I was going to guess that. Here's what's crazy. So Seattle's seventh. San Fran is eighth. Uh, Seattle's chance to reach the playoffs, according to their football index, 31.7. The Niners' chance to make the playoffs, 74.8. Oh. So they think they have a way better chance of making the playoffs. We need to... Really monitor that game on Monday night because I think we can learn a lot about the 49ers and the Browns. Yeah. This is, it's really hard for me to buy into the 49ers yet. Do we have Seattle, L.A. tomorrow night? Oh, yeah. Ram Seahawks tomorrow night's going to be good. That's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Guys, uh, do you want to take a guess as to who's coming in at number nine? Uh, yes. The Browns. Burst. 
That's correct. It's the Bears of uh, Chicago. Uh, 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 up from 14 to 9. I fed him that answer. Chances of making the playoffs 49.8%. Interesting. They go to London uh, against Oakland. They will have a noon game. What's the point in going to London if you're going to play at noon and not 9 a.m.? I prefer uh, that. Just you're going to get lost in the sauce? I like the uh, 9 a.m. game. You can just kind of be hungover and asleep on the couch. Got a lot on. I think they're helping out Oakland since they made them fly to London from the left coast. How does that make sense? What do you think it might sound like on London Sports Talk Radio promoting this football game or promoting even the Raiders? <laughs> oh, good day, mate. Wake up early and have your tea and crumpets as we have the Raiders and the Bears. Khalil Mack looking to get sweet revenge against Johnny Gruden. And don't forget... You still have time to vote on Brexit. We'll see if <laughs> Boris Johnson can come to a conclusion in the next 30 days. Oh, what a garbage fire our country has become. I love this fantastic opportunity to watch American football. <laughs> Hello, Governor. <laughs> wow, that was really good. I don't know. I'm really part British. <laughs> Which part? All Down it. below the waist. Uh, okay. <laughs> From the uh, down. Well, I, I'm bummed out. We don't get to say Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> right. well, His name is Mitchell. <laughs> You've got something in your teeth. <laughs> it's tooth, governor. <laughs> now that's a knife. <laughs> oh, that's Hold a on, that's not England. Yeah, that's that's uh, Australia. That's crocodile uh, <laughs> British man. Did you say governor? Hey, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, guys, I'll go ahead and finish this out for yeah, you. Yeah. Are we going to get to all 32? <laughs> number 10, the Baltimore Ravens. Do the bottom three. <laughs> number 11, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, too high. Good God, the Bills are up to 12? They were oh, undefeated. Yeah. Dude, they lost at home to uh, New England after scoring 10 points. Their defense is good. Texans, great. Texans 13, Vikings 14, Lions 15. Lions should be higher. No. Yeah, Lions should be Lions higher. Lions' only him. loss was at Kansas City. Dude, Houston just lost to the Panthers after scoring like a point. We'll see, we'll see how they do this week when You'll they see. take on. <laughs> I believe I see, see uh, the Lions this week have a tough game against uh, uh, Bye. Yep. They had a tough game game last week against the number two team in the power rankings, and Kevin. They got a bye week to celebrate their near win. Chargers coming in at sixteen, Browns at seventeen, and Roy White's Titans at eighteen. <laughs> they are known as that around <laughs> the league. The Titans. <laughs> the Colts at nineteen. Okay. Carolina at twenty and the Bucks at twenty one. I like I like they the idea of having on the Rams. I like that whole idea of having Roy go in the tunnel and yelling Titans up, <laughs> Titans <laughs> up. The Jags at twenty two, the Falcons at twenty three. Oh, it's pronounced Falcons, they, and, and they take on the Titans this week. <laughs> the Raiders, Vontez Burfick's old no, team don't. at twenty four. The Bills play the Titans. That's my new nap snoozer of the week. Giants at twenty five, Steelers at twenty six. <laughs> We're the Jets, Ben. Broncos at 27. Okay. Cardinals at 28. Bengals at 29. Jets at 30. Yes. Oh, wow. Skins at 31 and oh. Dolphins at 32. <laughs> so Dolphins uh, will, ta- will will likely end up with the number one pick, and that's Tua, right? We'll see, I, man. They got Rosen. Jeff You'll and I see. were talking. Jeff and I oh. recorded the uh, <laughs> Trust one, the right. Tape podcast. We were talking about how much of a perfect quarterback Justin Herbert would be for Trust John Elway. Because uh, Herbert is about six foot six, and LA only likes tall guys. Man, Denver and Herbert are like a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. They just look at those other teams. It's like, well, a lot of these teams who are going to be with zero wins Oof. kind of already have a quarterback of the future. Denver's already got Drew Locke of Missouri. 
Our, bu- our buddy Tommy is listening with his uh, wife, who's British. Uh-huh. She gives our British accents a three out of ten. Nice! Wow, yeah. yeah, just three. I'll take two. 30% <laughs> is great in baseball. Put another shrimp on the bottom. This eh? is not baseball. <laughs> We're Americans. Good we play baseball. 30, 300 is pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, damn yeah. Brits. Can well, I promote yeah, something real quick, Ben? I'd rather you didn't. I'm here Kevin. to make some tea for you. Although, Skin or Shippy, you guys have anything to promote? Tonight at um, 7 on oh, uh, 105.3 The Fan, it's the Cowboy Happy Hour. Um, and the special guest this week will be Barry Church. Oh, love Church. Um, He's played in London. So it kind of serves as like a G-bag post-game show, KNC pre-game show. Yeah. Right, you know, right, it's an hour right. of Cowboys talk. Uh, I'm not sure what the complete panel is, but I know Skin is one of the guests. Oh! Barry wow. Church. Look at me. Maybe Broadus and Hellman? Ooh, sounds okay. like Maybe we've so. really seemed, <laughs> cemented this thing up Kinda for tonight. Sounds it. like you had a good handle on it, Kevin. <laughs> uh, coming up next, Listen the G-Bag Nation. Listen to the Fantasy Football Funcast, everybody. What? I'm promoting. Okay, go right ahead. The Fantasy Football Funcast. Yep, and it is the most fun when it comes to fantasy football. I like it. Coming up next, the G-Bag Nation joins us on 105.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.